some would think that Valentine's Day would be a great day to speak on the subject of love. I'm going with faith today. So here is where my heart was. Uh, Nikki Dwarning, I passed her in the parking lot, and she was asking me, have you read Habakkuk lately? And I didn't want to lie, so I said no, because I haven't read it lately, all the way through. It's short. And so you have this man, he's known as a minor prophet. Minor in the sense that he wasn't less important, but the book that he wrote was shorter than some of the other prophets. He lived around 600 B.C., and here is the world that Habakkuk saw at this time. He saw violence. He saw injustice. He saw destruction. He saw strife, and he saw conflict. Does that sound familiar? He saw people mistreating other people, taking advantage. He saw people who would turn to violence as an answer before they would even try to work things out. He saw a society that not only did what was wrong in the sight of God, but they actively promoted that. He saw strife in families. He saw injustice running rampant. But in his mind, the worst part of everything that was going on was this. He felt like God wasn't doing anything to stop it. And I just want to be real with you for a few minutes because there are times that you can hear a sermon and it can be this pick-me-up kind of thing or there can be times where you speak to people's hearts. And this spoke to my heart because I feel like the things that in my faith, in my walk that I carry when God doesn't want me to, there are times there are these deep heart questions. And so you have this man, Habakkuk, and he says this in the very first verse of the book named after him, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen. Have you ever felt that way? Normally, prophets would speak to the people on behalf of God, but in this case, it almost seemed like the prophet was speaking to God on behalf of the people because looking around, he didn't understand the things that were going on. And I would ask you a question. So the times that we're living in right now, will you allow those times to break you spiritually or to build you spiritually? Have you ever seen someone that under the pressure of what they were carrying, the weight of that, that it could turn to bitterness? Have you ever seen someone that you would consider a person of faith over time turn to a person of doubt or bitterness? Have you ever been that person? I say that because this is the experience in the book of Habakkuk in this moment. If it's true that life is a mystery, then faith is an even deeper mystery at times. We long in our hearts for sensibility. We long for explanation. We long for reason. When something happens, we want to be able to connect a dot right away to the why. In myself, it's funny that whenever I'm looking for the whys, I often dismiss God's will because I want to know the why that fits my purposes. Faith is a beautiful thing, 
when we can keep it in a vacuum. But the two questions that this man asks, number one, why? Number two, how long? Why, God, and how long? Why are they happening? How long will it be before you step in? And so God answers him. He feels like nothing is going on. And in verse 1-5, God says this, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told to you. And he's like, yes. And God goes on to let him know that it may get a little worse before you think it's getting better. At that point, he has a choice, a decision to make. And if you're here today and you're in a place where you may have been questioning God, why, 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 how long, God? What if God's answer to you is, buckle in? I'm still on the throne. Buckle in. It's time to take this word faith and to turn it from Christianese to an action. It's time to take this word faith and know that it's a decision that you will make. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's not a given. It's something that you need to understand when it says in God's word, the just shall live by his faith. That word his, meaning stir it, meaning keep it alive. This faith, when times get tough, that's in verse 2-4. It's something that we quote quite a bit. Faith does certain things. And so if you're here today and you may feel like, my faith has been through the ringer. Here are the three things that faith will do, that active faith will do, that faith that you stir will do. Faith remembers. Faith believes, and faith stands. Faith remembers who God is. No matter how dark it may look outside, it remembers who God is. In verse 1 to 12, it says, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. You need to keep your testimonies close. Because just as I said, the things that I relayed to you, those were personal experiences. And there are times that you need to remind the enemy of the personal experiences that you know to be true in the darkest of times. You need to say to him when he starts whispering in your ear, oh, you may have forgotten this thing that God did. You need to be doing that for your own heart and for those that are around you. One of the things that we felt like was so strong in the year 2019 was the testimony of the body. Because that's how we overcome the word of our testimony, the blood of the lamb. We want to be able to testify before each other the things that God is doing because I need to hear it. You need to hear it. We need to know that God is on the move in so many areas. Faith remembers and faith believes. I'm going to go into a few things that faith believes. If, number one, it believes that God is too wise to make a mistake. There are times in myself where I think I know what's going on. And really, it's when God reminds me of the fact that when you think you know what's going on, you're like a little kid playing pirates, and you roll up your paper. And this is all I see. This is it. I've got tunnel vision, and this is it. 
And the God that created me sees the beginning and the end. He sees what's going on right now, and his plan is bigger than my plan. And there are times that he needs to whisper to me, son, put the paper down. I've got this. I've got this. We're always going to be wiser after the event happens. When we reflect on what God has been doing, But I'm telling you, the older that I get, there is something that fires up my soul. And that is someone who is in the thick of it, praising God louder than anyone else in the room. Someone who has not gotten man's validation of God's report yet, and they're going to stand tough. That is what I love, because that says to me, the devil does not get an inch It is said that on the wall of a concentration camp, a prisoner had carved these words, I believe in the sun even though it does not shine. I believe in love even when it is not shown. And I believe in God even when he does not speak. He is speaking. In every circumstance, he is speaking. There are times that you need to remind your heart who he is, who he was, and who he will be. I shared with the earlier service, there have been times that all I have been able to get out when I feel like the rug has been pulled out from under me in some ways is, God, you've got this. God, you've got this. I found myself at times just laying in the floor and holding my hands up. God, you've got this. And he does. Ten times out of ten, he does. What does faith believe? It believes that God is too kind to be cruel. There is an inscription on a marble fireplace in the building at Princeton University, and it says, God is subtle, but he is not malicious. If you're sitting here and you're thinking that where you are right now is because God is punishing you in some way, he is a good father. He doesn't like the consequences that I choose but he stands at the end of the road and he waits and he breaks into a run. And so whatever place that you may be that you're thinking, my God is distant, the things that I'm going through, he's ignoring. No, no, he's breaking into the run right now. Whatever he does is for my good. Paul said this, and it's a familiar verse, and we usually only say the first part of Romans 8, 28 and 29, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. But it goes on to say, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. When the devil starts whispering, are you able to say, you don't want to mess with my family, devil? Do you know who my brother is? Do you know who my father is? You may want to step back because you're about to get hurt, devil. It's going to leave a mark. In boldness, in boldness, be willing to know that my God has a plan. In that, notice that it does not say that this walk of faith will be a cakewalk. I had to explain to the other service what a cakewalk is. Back in the day before harvest parties, our church would have an actual costume Halloween party. Truth. At Bellflower Elementary. 
and people would make mandarin cakes and pumpkin pies and different things in the cakewalk. You know, you'd get out paper plates and you'd put numbers on them. And then you would walk around. It was like musical chairs. Music would stop. They'd draw a number. And you won the mandarin orange cake. There was no losing to that. And the thing was, like, everybody shared. So it didn't matter if you won. You got cake. You got pie. It was just something we did. But what's weird is I can allow that to translate into my faith walk. That every time that things stop or slow down, I should get cake. (laughs) And the truth of the matter is that sometimes when things slow down or stop, that's when I feel like God's abandoned me. He has not by any means. You are part of a family. You are part of something that is so much bigger than you are. And there are times that you may feel like you are left in the pit. But here is a thing that Corey Ten Boom said shortly after she was rescued from a Nazi concentration camp. She said, there is no pit so deep that God isn't deeper still. God is deeper What does faith believe? It believes that God always knows what is best, and he does it in his time. That's a tough one. Something that has become quite popular in the past few years is this idea in classrooms, and they will buy this little enclosure, this little pop-up thing, and you buy it, and you send away, and you can get caterpillars. And the caterpillars, you put them in there, and you feed them. And after a while, the caterpillars crawl up in the top, and they make their little cocoon. And there is not a child in that classroom that does not want to rush the process because they want the butterflies. The caterpillars were cool, but they want the butterflies. And the truth of the matter is that, as you know, you got to let the butterfly do what it does in there, and then you got to let it come out on its own time. Because if you were to help the butterfly, then the butterfly would die. And there are things in our spiritual walk that God's timing says, I know when it needs to take place. Stop trying to rush the plan, because the beautiful things can only live if you don't rush the plan. The beautiful things can only come to life if you trust that I know what I'm doing. So if the same God who can design a butterfly cocoon knows that about that butterfly, then how much more for you or I does he know the plan and the timing that he has? What's faith believe? It believes that God always knows what's best and does it in his own time. You tell yourself that. I tell myself that, and then I find myself getting frustrated. So if I need to get a butterfly t-shirt or something to wear around, I may start doing that. Get matching ones. (laughs) Faith believes that when we cannot trace the hand of God, we must trust the heart of God. Habakkuk says this. In verse 3, 19, Yahweh, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer, and he enables me to walk on mountain heights. Now, before you show that next thing, there is a part of me that wants Psalm 23, 24, 7. I want to be in the green pastures 24, 7. I want to be beside the still waters 24, 7. And there are times when that does not happen that I get frustrated and I doubt the plan. The same God who made that sheep to be in the green pastures and still waters made this here. Show me this picture. This is what Habakkuk was talking about. He did not say here, Yahweh, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a little sheep in green pasture. He says he makes my feet like a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. This is what he was referring to. 
This deer did not get up there by accident. That is where God made it to dwell. I said last week, if we believe that God directs our steps, then where I am standing is a place that God put me. With this right here, there will be times in your walk where you feel like the oddball. Where you will feel like, how did I end up here? But God's promise is true. And God directs your footsteps even in this place. You may feel like any step I take could lead to my death, but God will whisper, you've got this. You've got this. And part of you will be tempted in the moment to look down and begin to see other situations that are different. And you think, they've got it better than me. Look how safe it looks for them. Look how they're being cared for. And that's when God's going to whisper to you, but they don't have this view. Take a look around at what I'm doing. You are in safety and continue to walk. The last thing that faith does, it stands. This is a tough one. It says in Habakkuk 2.1, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I will give to this complaint. In other words, what my heart is crying out, I'm going to wait to see what God says about it. And what's weird is when we talk about walls, often we talk about Nehemiah. You talk about walls, you think Nehemiah. Nehemiah builds the walls. Well, there are going to be building days in this walk, and there are going to be war days. And there are going to be days when you are standing watch like a soldier by the ramparts. And there are going to be times when God is calling you to even deeper things. There are going to be times that you say, I don't know what's going on in this day, but I know who made this day. It says in 2.3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. If you feel like the waiting has been wearing you out, my God's timing is perfect. If you feel like you don't have all the pieces, they were never yours to carry anyway. He gives us what we need in the timing that he knows. So in times that the wall feels like that deer, God's got you. In the times when it feels like the green pasture, he's got you. In every season, he has got you. But the faith part of it can be tough. Tell your heart on a daily basis, my God's got this. My God's got this. You know how I told you I was starting out the days by saying, good morning, Jesus. My new thing's been good morning, Jesus. You've got this. You've got this. By the end of it, I may have six or seven phrases tied together, but I am saying you have got this. When I wake up and I look out, and in Leroy, it has snowed three feet while you can see the grass here, and I'm thinking, got to dig the Jeep out. It's cold. You've got this, God. I've got a good attitude. Got a good attitude. It's going good. Don't let the devil start you off on the wrong foot. He has got this. There's a saying from this book, and it is, the just shall live by faith. In Hebrews 10, it echoes the same thought, and it says these words. It says, you need to persevere so that 
you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. You will not fall. Don't shrink back. With our brotherhood group, one of the things is be in the fight, man. Be in the fight. Be in the fight together. Be willing to have your brothers back. In the end, faith does three things. And I'm going to close on this. Faith remembers. Faith believes. And faith stands. Do not allow the storm to make you doubt your God. Do not allow it. I'm going to pray in a moment. But before I do, I just want to encourage you as a family. God's plans are bigger than anything that we can imagine. There has been a synergy. Tommy, I sat right here and we were talking and I felt God's spirit hovering just so gently when we met. Sat in the same place was talking to Kim Zinni a couple of days ago, and that same familiar spirit. And you know what kind of crazy things we were talking about? We were talking about how vital the front door team is to those that will come through the door of this church and feeling Jesus' love. And you would say, that doesn't feel all spiritual. Oh, but it is. Because the God that we serve, he's starting to love people from the moment they drive in that parking lot. And those who have been bound for decades are going to start feeling the chains fall before they ever reach the seat. Those who have walked in shame and guilt who have felt like church is just this rote thing that they're going to walk in, they're going to feel judged, they're not going to feel anything, they're not going to feel change, and they're going to walk out feeling worse than they came in, those chains are breaking. And the synergy that God is making is one to build the kingdom. It has very little to do with an agenda of man. It has very little to do with anything but God's leading in this moment. We're going to pray. If you would stand, I would just ask this. As that man of God looked around, things looked rough. Good Lord, I turned the TV off angrily at least a dozen times this week. It looked rough. God is bigger and God's got this. For such a time as this. So we're going to pray right now. And as we do, I would ask that you just thank God for the things that he has been doing in this family. The things that he has been directing and the places that he is going to lead us. For the souls that he will bring in that door that we're going to build relationship with. And it won't be a Sunday thing, it'll be a family thing. Let's pray.